And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm David DeFord, joined by Tony Jones, live from Dallas, Texas. The night, or I guess the morning after... Utah loses game two to the Mavericks. Tony, uh, is Utah reeling right now? Are the Jazz done? Is it over? <laughs> it's insane, man. The, the Mavericks were not getting swept, Tony. Everybody's freaking out. But come on. All right, let me let me ask you something. Let me ask it you something. It ain't great, right? Like, let me it ain't ask, cool, but. Let me ask you something, seriously. Do the Mavericks, if Luka misses 82 games, does this Mavericks team make the playoffs? My answer is yes. They're at least, I think they're in the play in, right? At least. At least because Jalen Brunson, if once he becomes a starter in this league, like he's going to average 20 points and eight assists a game. Spencer Dinwiddie's already been a high end starter in this league, like almost one level below a borderline all star. Okay, they got wings out the wazoo. They got bigs. Jason Kidd is a good coach and they can shoot the basketball. Okay, so even without Luka Doncic, this was not going to be a sweep. I don't understand why there was. Listen, I understand the small ball element. I understand they got spread out last night. I I understand all of that. Like, I understand jazz fans. I promise you, I understand. But you guys got to understand that Dallas is a good basketball team. They were one of the best basketball teams in the league after January. And this was because of a reason, because they're just good. Like, this is this was not going to be a sweep. Dallas was going to win a game. It was going to happen. I don't un- – so, I, yeah, just go ahead. I'm, I'm it, I mean, look, you. man. Uh, let's, let's just go – let's go down the list. Jalen Brunson, 41 points. That's awful. For for Utah, yes. your defense yes. crumbled. Point Jaylen of attack Brunson defense, Brunson, non-existent. Good, but that was extreme. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I mean this was this was some of the worst point of attack defense that we've ever seen from Utah. I think. Absolutely agree. And it bent the defense. And this is gonna. Everyone is pointing at Rudy, right? But it's shades of that Clipper series. It's the exact same problems. Jalen Brunson. You're either gonna he's gonna hit a ton of shots, which he did. Oh my god, man, his floater was amazing last night. Or when the defense collapsed, what happened? Maxi Kleba, the other star of the show, hit eight threes. He was the Terrence man of this game. And we talked about this, Tony. We said, Can he be Terrence Mann? And he was for one game. But the guy shot 19% from three. (laughs) <laughs> after the all-star break like this guy just stopped shooting threes so i mean 
look, I know the warts of the Utah Jazz and their defense, and I don't really, I don't think this is a title team. I, I mean, I've said this on just about any show that I've been on talking about Utah. But freaking out over this loss is it rings hollow. Don't you agree? I agree. That's why I wrote what I wrote. Well, let's all right, let's talk about the defense, man, because I, I do think that we've been having the same discussion for years. And and it's been longer than you and I've been doing this podcast, probably, that you've been talking about the same problems. Wing and point of attack defense. So you're not going to make changes up top. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is going to play. Mike Conley is going to play. you got to play Boyan, I'm assuming, because he at least allows you to stretch the floor and has some size. So it seems like the, the change that needs to be made is more Daniel House, less Royce O'Neal. Is, is that where you're at, Tony? So this, this is where I'm at, okay? I, I I look I'm I'm looking at this in a macro sense. Okay. Look at everything that happened in this game. All right. Dallas went 22 of 47 from threes. Dallas Maxi Cleaver went eight for eleven from three. Jalen Brunson had 41 points on 15 of 25 shooting. The Dallas the, the Mavericks turned the ball over three times in 48 minutes. Mike Conley didn't score. Donovan Mitchell was three for eleven in the fourth quarter um, because he, he noticeably fatigued because he played 22 minutes in the second half and the jazz lost by six points. And they were up by, they were, they were up multiple possessions with five minutes to go. Okay. So let's, let's assume the jazz played the same type of defense in game three on Thursday. Okay. Let's just assume they give up the same looks. Even with the same looks, do you know how hard it's going to be to go 22 for 47 again? Oh, almost impossible. And, and Utah uh, you know how gave hard, up 17 you know how uncontested threes, Tony. Do you know how hard it is for Maxi Cleaver to go 8 for 11 from three again in this series? Unlikely to happen. Pretty un- even, with the, even if the Jazz said, we're going to give you we're not going to improve a lick defensively. We're going to give you the same exact look. I still don't see it happening. Okay. So if you're the Jazz, you have to look at the film. You have to take the mentality that everything last night that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, you know, other than the fact that, you know, we played pretty well in, in getting up 10. And, and, and here's the other thing. And, and and here's the other thing. The Jazz got done in by the small lineup last night. The the perspective that you have to take is, you know, you can only play that small lineup in chunks. You can't play it for 48 minutes because those guys are get tired. You only have five guys to play that specific small lineup. So if the Jazz play well enough and, you know, you get up 15 against every other lineup, then the small lineup is not in position to do the damage that it did last night. But that's what you that's 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 what you have to do. You the the jazz the game was close enough in the first forty one to forty three minutes where the small lineup was in in position to to win the game for Dallas. And credit Dallas for making the plays to win the game. Um, 
but you know there are still 41 other minutes and the jazz still play you know well enough to to forge a 10 point lead like they play well enough the jazz played well enough that they could have won the game last night for despite, sure despite everything that happened okay they just have to figure out a way to to get better against in in defending point of attack and you know there's no magic pills you know that those guys got to sit down and guard and they have to stay in front of the basketball and they have to stay in front of the ball bas- basketball better and they have to communicate there was no communication out there um there were so many possessions where um you know the the initial blow by would happen and and the rotations didn't happen you know, so some of this is just physical. You got to sit down. You got to guard. You got to stay in front of your man. And some of this is is schematic, like where, you know, there were a ton of breakdowns that are going to show up on film um, when this team when this team watches, uh, when this team gets together and saw like and watches today. Yeah. Um, the Mavericks did not really do a lot of damage in inside, which is what you would expect from a team playing small, trying to stretch the floor out. But Rudy had 17 rebounds in this game too. It's it's odd that Rudy is always the scapegoat here. And and especially when you watch the, the film, Tony, like I, I still, you know, I, I don't want to be the basketball guy who's like, why are we picking on Rudy all the time? But it feels at this point, like Rudy just needs to make a statement, right? Like, can he can he do more here? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I really thought that. Um, I just thought that none of this last night was Rudy. It was just all, you know him trying to help his teammates who are getting beat off the dribble time and time again. And, you know, and, and, and I said this last year um, after the Clippers series, that's where his Rudy's teammates have to help Rudy. And they have to do what they have to do to put Rudy in position to where he could clean up the mess. And if he doesn't, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, the the narrative is going to continue. You know, because right now there's a narrative out there and there is an overall hunger um, to expand on the narrative and to to get to the narrative of the offseason. Like, I feel like there's a just a real hunger and a real thirst to just get to the narrative, the narrative of the offseason. And we're just, and, and frankly, you're just not there yet. Like, we're in a series. It's and, not just off the dribble, though, Tony. And, and like, I want to, the narrative stuff, I, I'm with you, man. It's old. This team is good. They just, they have so, a glaring issue. And it's not just the point of attack. 
Because, Tony, when the defense gets broken down, it feels like their rotations are almost always late. And that's where Rudy's not getting the help. How do they fix it? You have to guard better at the point of attack. You have to make better rotations. There were there were two or three possessions where the Jazz, there was a possession that sticks out of my head where um, Dorian Finney-Smith, I think Dallas was down two, mm-hmm. and Dorian Finney-Smith hit a, hit a three over Gobert um, to put Dallas up one to give them that initial lead in the last five minutes. But what stuck out in my head in that possession was that was a good defensive possession for the Jazz. They stayed in front of the basketball. Um, they made they they rotated enough to make Dallas um, swing the ball three times. Um, Finney Smith was just hot by that time, and he just made a shot. And but that was what you want in in that possession, and that's what you want against that small ball, which is stop the initial dribble, um, then help then recover, then force then force Dallas to make a couple of rotations. So too much of what happened last night was beat your man off the dribble, draw, kick, and then it's wide open after one pass. And this was different, than, much different than Terrence Mann because Terrence Mann was a case of the Jazz didn't believe that Terrence Mann could score 39 points on them, so they just didn't guard him. The, they knew that Maxi Kleber, like, you know, game plan in this series is, you know, you don't want to let Maxi Kleber get hot. That's one of the that's part of the game plan. So in some sense, this was even worse than than game six against the Clippers because it was it was somebody who had already had you know, a, a, a couple of check marks on the, on, on the board, knowing, knowing that he, you know, he's a shooter. So and there's somebody that we talked about last week in our podcast, you know, we talked about Maxi Cleaver. We talked about, Hey, you can't let Maxi Cleaver get high. It doesn't matter what the percentages are because he can shoot the basketball and he has gravity. So, you know, you're going to see the small lineup going forward. I mean, you know, it's just going to happen. You got to figure out how to guard it. And you have to figure, and, and, and I think, you know, I think one of the, the subtle, um, one of the subtle things last night is that the Jazz didn't, you, you, you know, like I said last week, you guard that lineup by scoring on that lineup and scoring on that lineup over and over and over again. And the Jazz didn't score on that enough on that lineup to make Jason Kidd say, hey, I don't think I can play this lineup because, you know, they're kicking our behinds on the other end of the floor. And, you know, that might be Utah's best defense against that lineup. It's like a running, it's like a great running game against a game, the greatest show on turf in football. You know, you guard those guys by keeping that, those guys, you, you guard Patrick Mahomes by keeping them on the sidelines. So, you know, when the Jazz see that lineup, they need to score against that lineup. You know, they need to get into the paint. They need to get to the bucket. They need to score points. They need to score a lot of points. And, you know, they need to slow them down. And that's that's one of the that's one of the ways where you can guard that lineup. And then on the other end, you got to sit down. You got to stay in front. 
you know, it's not, it's no magic pill at this point. You know what, you know what it is. You just got to go out and do it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, let's talk Mike Conley a little bit. Um, you mentioned no points, 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 7 from 3, 3 assists. D- didn't really contribute very much and and just foul trouble, 4 fouls in this game. Got beat off the dribble a lot. Is this series too fast for him? Like, is Dallas just – is it too much speed in that starting lineup? And, and is that why we saw – you know, Jordan Clarkson, I thought, looked really good in, in this game. Um, is, is that maybe something that we should be watching for in game three? Well, I mean, you know – I'm not going to say a series is too fast for somebody as quick as Mike Conley. Um, That's fair. That's fair. But more than uh, Dallas is, is so much speed out on the wing, but he's got to play better than, than, than last night. And, you know, I, I, I think the foul trouble really threw him off. He got three fouls way early in the second quarter. So he sat the entire second quarter and then he got four, Foul, then he got his fourth foul way early in the third quarter. So he sat basically the entire third quarter. And that really threw Utah's um that really threw Utah in flux in terms of its rotation. Um it it made Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert play all of the fourth the third quarter. You know, so they they didn't have the the, the regular rotations, just wasn't there. Uh, and I thought that that contributed to some of the things that happened. Uh, and then Jordan Clarkson got five. Now, I I, I would have probably kept him in the game, even when he had five game. He had foul because he was just really cooking at that point. Um, and he was giving Donovan Mitchell some possessions off. And, and I thought that that hurt Jeff. And, and I thought, that sh- but, you know, get into Conley. I mean, he's just got to he's just got to play better. And, you know, Mitchell really fatigued down the stretch and he had heavy legs down the stretch and he wasn't and he wasn't able to close the game. Um, and I thought that that was partially because um, because of the struggles that Conley had um, through most of the game. So, you know, Conley's, you know, Conley's got to play better. And I thought he played really I thought he played pretty well in game one. Um, and obviously, you know, you're not, it's hard to play worse than he did in game two. Uh, so, you know, in game three, he, you know, he's, he's, he's got to show up. It's as simple as that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Donovan since you just brought him up. 34 points, 30 shots, 30 field goal attempts, uh, five of five from the line in 41 minutes. Uh, you mentioned it. He played 22 minutes in the second half when we watch him kind of fading down the stretch, the last five minutes were like you said, he just looked fatigued. You feel like they've got to find a way to sneak some rest for him at the beginning of the fourth, maybe well, a little bit longer. I mean, I know I it's, mean, it's, it's hard to do because he's your rotation, offense. If yeah. that were a regular rotation last night, then he would have had, he would, he would have, he would have had a little bit more rest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, and it wasn't, 
just the fact that he was out there for 22 minutes. He was out there for 22 minutes, a lot of that without Conley. So he had the extra usage that went along with that. So I thought it was the end game usage, uh, even in his regular minutes, that fatigued him down the stretch. That fatigued him that much. The, and, the, and that's why I thought that, that, that Clarkson, um, no Clarkson hurt him. Because as soon as Clarkson went to the bench, um, as soon as Clarkson went to the bench, Dallas got Dallas, Clarkson went to the bench at 96-89 Utah, I believe. Like Utah was up seven when Clarkson went to the bench, and it was essentially a tie game like four possessions later. Um, you know, so I, I thought that uh, I thought that when Dallas got back into the game so quickly, uh, I thought that hurt the Jazz, and you know. I mean, it, it, it was one of those things where it was just kind of a snowball down the stretch. You know, Dallas was hitting threes. The Jazz were tired. They had fatigue. Um, they, you know, they weren't guarding well. You know, Mike Conley wasn't playing well. And, you know, it was it was just a it was just a combination of, of events um, that, you know, that that cost the Jazz the game and and. and you know, you got to credit Dallas. Uh, listen, I mean, I, I just think that I just think that people aren't giving credit where it's due. Like Dallas, I agree. Played. That was one of the things you you talked you about know, your piece, Tony. People Dallas keep forgetting it happens. They're a good team. You know, yeah. they were not going to be swept. No one thought Utah was going to sweep them, even without Luca. Right, because the path was there. Like we understand, they have the personnel for it. Like that's a pretty good basketball team. Um, let's, let's, before we go, let's, let's talk about game three. I think it's going to be a big jazz game. Like I, it just feels like after this loss and I mean, with the way Dallas shot, you can't expect them to shoot that way again, especially in Salt Lake city. Like I don't expect that. I think Utah has a real chance here to come out, get hot, kind of do what they do in the playoffs at home. I think they probably win big. I don't know about win big because I, I really think Dallas is a really good They're team. They're good. The defense is so good. And, you know, I, I I just think the Jazz have to come out and play well, and then you know let the and then let the chips fall where they may. Well, you know whether they win the game, whether they lose the game, they just have to come out and play well. And I think if they come out and play well, they're going to put themselves in position to win the game. You know because. I, you know, like like I said, I, you know, like Dallas played an A plus game last night, and the Jazz still had a chance to win the game down the stretch. Um, you know, they just, I, 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 you know, I think that that Dallas has to. I mean, I think that the Jazz have to 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 watch film. They have to come out and have a good practice um, on on Wednesday, and they'll practice on Wednesday, and then they just have to figure out. Um, a, a, a way to play well, and then if they don't play well, they'll be in peril of losing, you know. But the overall message would, you know, the overall message. Like my mom always told me, don't get worried until there's something to actually worry about. Like that's what she always told me, you know, growing up. It was one of the things that she told me that that you know you, that always stuck with me. And if the Jazz go and they take one of the two games and and they take away home court advantage, and now they have home court advantage for the rest of the series. 
they are currently 1-1. They are currently, as of Tuesday morning, in a good spot. Now, if they go and they lose one of these two games at home, they're in a less than good spot because then it'll be 2-2. If they lose both of these games at home, then obviously they're in an awful spot. And then, you know, the, the freak out will be justified. But the freak out, the point of the whole thing was the freak out was not justified last night. And it's not justified this morning. The Jazz did what they had to do in a macro sense. So, you know, you just got to keep it cool, keep it calm. It's a 1-1 series. And then let the rest of the series play out the way it plays out. Either way. To me, Dallas is good enough to win this series. But the Jazz are also good enough to win this series. So let's see who goes out and plays well enough to win the series. It's as simple as that. There it is. Win it on the basketball court. Uh, I guess we'll be back uh, next week after a couple games in Utah. So we'll have a better sense of where the series is going. If it's somehow 2-2, Tony. I don't know. Now you only got three games left. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But uh, I feel yeah, like Utah if, is probably going to. If the Jazz protect home court, then they're going to be in the driver's seat. If they if they lose one of these games, then we're in for a really long series. If they lose both of these games, then the series might be over on Monday. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.